Welcome to Homegrown Solutions, Building Community Wealth, a podcast about how local agents of change are creating community wealth and building the new in their own neighborhoods. Hear their stories. Hello everyone, my name is Akli and I'm here with Lakai Muhammad and we're going to be talking about community wealth and the alchemy program at Kefra. So first off, Lakai, can you just start off with a quick introduction about yourself, who you are and some of the work that you do? Yes, ma'am. So hi, I'm Lakai Muhammad and I am a mother of three. I'm a business owner um, of Earthly Clean Products, so I manufacture all natural cleaning products. I am a horticulturist for Kepra Institute, and I am an advocate for poor and oppressed people. Great. Thank you. So really, just the the first question to kick off, I just wanted you to tell me a little bit about community wealth and what does it mean and what does it mean to you? I think the way we define things um, is based on our experiences. And so to me, community wealth is, of course, it's monetary, but... um, It's also skill sets as well. And what I mean by that, if everybody in the community has a role to play, a job to do to help advance community, um, that's the best form of community wealth. For example, somebody's a doula, you know, so they know how to deliver babies. Somebody owns land, so they know how to grow food. And, um, you know, there's a space to teach others how to grow food. Somebody is a doctor. Somebody uh, knows how to sew. So they're a seamstress. So community wealth to me means having the necessary resources to survive and thrive. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, Speaking of, you know, it's um, important and it's a necessity for it able to survive and thrive. What are other reasons why it's so important for our community? Well, our community um, or poor and oppressed communities in general, you know, we always suffer from some kind of lack. So it's important because, um, you know, to further our existence, we need more and we have to build our communities because nobody's going to do it for us. You know, if you look in the Riverside community, most of those people who live there we're homeowners and the community has, you know, it's changed and it's gone down and property value has gone down, the aesthetics, the safeness of it. So when you have community wealth, you can buy the block, you can rehab the block, you can create new traditions and new norms for your community. And that's why it's important. Going back to um, Alchemy and Kepra, what's the program that you lead or in collaboration with? You could just talk about that. That'd be great. Okay. Um, so I actually facilitate Growing Good in the Hood through Kepra. So it's a program where I teach people in the community how to grow food from seed to harvest and be more dedicated, infused in community. So our program um, is for any ages. So we've had Um, young children as young as two and three, and we've had elders as old as 77 that are a part of our um, program. So that's the gist of what I do. I also work with Kepra um, on marketing and I write pieces for the Indie Recorder 
on uh, food for Capra as well. And then how long has Growing Good in the Hood been up and running? How did that, um, how did it start? That is a good question. So um, the baton was passed to me, but Growing Good in the Hood has been in existence for five years now. Um, it was started by one of the founders of Kepra, Mrs. Fair, Miss uh, Paulette Fair, and um, the desire to grow food and teach the community how to grow food. So uh, Kepra was given five lots by Renew Indy, um, and you know they released two Kepra for I believe like one dollar a piece. So Miss Fair actually started growing in the Riverside community. And I came on as a grower, I think, in the third season, um, just a committed grower wanting to learn how to grow food. And uh, that's kind of how it's moved along. And I took a lot of initiative in the class and just my dedication um, blessed me with the position for the baton to be passed. And you mentioned, so the baton is passed from you from um, Miss Fair, but what are some of the things that you've learned just throughout um, your process being with it, some major takeaways or or anything like that? Ooh, wow. Um, that is a great question. And I really, I would say the the most key thing that I've learned is that we all have a duty to community and, you know, we coast through this life and we don't really realize how much we are needed in the world to show up as our best selves. And I would say that growing good in the hood has taught me how important being my best mental self is being present is, uh, just, just the depth of the responsibilities just on my shoulders. And it showed me how to show up more for people, um, teach people the necessities, you know, because we all have to eat. And I think that a lot of times people don't realize the depth of what it takes to grow food. And I know that I took for granted just going to the grocery store and purchasing produce and not really knowing what goes into that and just how it is literally a deep exchange of energy um, so those are some major takeaways. And then also, since I've been growing food, I have these moments where I really can feel the depth of the trauma that Black people have faced in America from our ancestors being slaves and working on the plantation. And, you know, farming is back-breaking work. And it requires mental fortitude because you can do all of this work and you can come back literally in a day and pests have literally taken over a crop. And um, it just allowed me to have more respect for my ancestors and, and strengthen my desire to be more responsible in that aspect. And, um, you know, growing is it's an emotional journey. I have gone through some major trials and just being out in the garden and teaching and working with the soil, it really allowed me to process things. So I look at it as a form of meditation and it's so spiritual. If you want the right produce and if you want the right yield, like your mindset has to reflect that. And if it's not reflecting that, like you'll see it, you know? And so I would just say in a nutshell, growing is deeply spiritual and it's so much more than just putting a seed in the ground and having the right soil, like it's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm.
So how does this, how does growing good in the hood, um, how would you say it contributes to community wealth or how is it building community wealth? You know, the best thing we could be doing right now is growing food. And our communities are only as powerful as the people in it. And mental health is, is so important. And, and what we eat, what we put in our bodies directly correlates with our mental health and um, growing the right food contributes to building stronger children who are able to process information faster because they have healthy food in their bodies, who are able to connect with the earth for uh, spiritual purposes, who are able to monetize off of growing food. The doctor, the lawyer, the nurse, everybody's got to eat. And, um, you know, cancer is rampant in poor and oppressed communities and diabetes and high blood pressure and all of these things can be solved with the proper foods at the proper time and eating food that is grown um, off the farm instead of, you know, processed food. So to tie that up in a nutshell to a circle, because I can, you know, just kind of lose my train of thought. But what I'm saying is that, you know, the, the money that we use for medical bills, if we were growing food and eating that food, that money can be poured right into the community. So it would just be, um, an exchange of energy in a different way for us. And, um, you know, bartering with food, that is becoming a thing. And especially with COVID spiking and there being a food shortage, like all of that directly correlates to the food that's being grown right now. So this is really, food is really the center of community wealth building. Yeah, I agree. That's you put it perfectly. Food is the center of community wealth, especially because of COVID. And, you know, growing to the grocery store isn't as simple as it used to be or even accessible, but definitely. Um, and then just for the final question, you could tell me just seven critical reasons why um, this program should exist. But, you know, how does it just, you know, if you could lay out the benefits or anything like that, that'd be fantastic. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, number one, it's a necessity for human life that we have food and good food. Uh, number two, when you give children a purpose and a desire, um, you, you are really changing the course of their lives. For example, growing good in the hood, um, our first garden site was on 26th and Harding, which is a, um, a high crime area in the city but the little ray of hope on the corner um the energy of the people changed they were more respectful when they would walk past um you know they thanked us a lot they saw hope so just giving hope back to the community i would say would be number two number three um you know food is a product and it can be sold and it's a necessity number four I would say education. And what I mean by that is it's not just for children. It's more for adults. You know, some adults have never grown food or they've never seen certain fruit um, and how it's produced. And, you know, like a strawberry, a lot of our growers are like, oh, I didn't even know that's how strawberries grow. Meditation is definitely a mental stress relief. Is that six or is that five? 
Um, I think that's your stick. So you just want more. <laughs> Got you. I'm trying to push it because it's so many things. Um, no, you're all fine. You're all fine. Okay, I'm trying to push it because it is. Um, man, I mean, just everything about it is a necessity for longer lifespan and for a healthier existence for our community. Um, it's it's just a necessity. So that would be seven. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lakai, for taking time and really explaining that um, the program is wonderful. And I'm going to give you this time right now if you want to say any closing thoughts or um, any plug that you would like to make this year's time to do so now. Thank you so much. So our um, applications will be open back up for Growing Good in the Hood. So if you and your family would like to be a part of Growing Good in the Hood, please go to food.kepra.org. And you can find the applications there starting um, December 19th. And, um, you know, if you are looking for a form of healing or a form of meditation, this program is for you. Um, it that That's the gist of what I have to say. Thank you. No, thank you so much, Lakaya. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homegrown Solutions, Building Community Wealth. If you're interested in joining us as agents of change in our communities and would like to support our work, visit kepra.org backslash building dash community dash wealth dash campaign. The music for this episode is illustrated novel by Chad Crouch and A Drop of Water in the Ocean by Broke for Free. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.